When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with crunch. ATM machine doesn't even belong to you, right? This belongs to the bank. They're the real criminals. You're the real criminal. You're robbing me. You know, I can't really get a job anywhere anymore being like this, so I've turned to a life of crime. I've Why do people say ATM hey. machine? Who said that? The M stands for machine. Hello and welcome to Unequal Sequel. My name is Dave and I'm one of the two hosts of this fearless podcast. And I'm Rich. I'm the other host of this fearless podcast. Think of me as Ben Affleck to Dave's Matt Damon. We're both triple threats, but I'm slightly taller. I'll take that. Uh, the premise of Unequal Sequel is very simple. We ask our guests their best ever sequel, the worst ever sequel, and finally their dream sequel. And of course, we'll quite often drift off and talk about other things, sometimes movie related, sometimes just life. And sometimes we do like to drop big fat spoilers. So if that happens, just press pause, flick forward, go clean your shoes. You know they need cleaning. Come back, get on with it, because on today's episode, we are joined by Kobe Omenaka. Kobe is the king of podcasting. Uh, he is the director of Stripped Media, um, and you'll recognise him from other brilliant podcasts such as The Wire Strips and Flix Watcher, which me and Dave have both been on as guests. And Highlander is brilliant. We're very excited to sit down with Kobe and chat all things sequels with him. These are Kobe Omanaka's Unequal Sequels. Enjoy. <laughs> I've got a quick question to get the uh, the brain warming up uh, before the big old trilogy of questions. So, brain warmer. Yeah, a brain warmer. It's a bit of a team builder. <laughs> Do you remember the sequel you first got excited about when you were younger? Now, so then, I'm trying to place, I'm, I'm trying to work out which came first. So it's either Ghostbusters 2 or Back to the Future 2. And I can't remember quite which one. They were both in that same house I lived in. Um, and both were films, sequels to films, which I loved, although I was terrified of Ghostbusters, but I still loved it uh, as a kid. And I was gutted with Ghostbusters too because my brother went to see it for a party. So he saw it before me. Oh, and that devastated me. Um, that's annoying. <laughs> but I think the in terms of like, pure excitement, it, probably, it was definitely Back to the Future 2. And that's the first time I remember a film being bigged up in the press and the media. Um, and I oh, remember right, seeing okay. like, TV spots about it and I remember seeing interviews about it and I'd never seen that before. Normally my dad would, or mum would just say, well, let's go and see this film. And like, uh, sure, uh, 
sure I'll turn up because you're going to drive me there and give me popcorn um, but that was the first time I remember saying and we're going to see this when dad <laughs> we need to see this like as soon as I'm, I just remember seeing like on good morning TV on, on breakfast television all the different spots and seeing clips of the film and seeing clips of where the hologram kind of opens its mouth the holographic shark sorry of yeah. Jaws yeah you know, 28 wherever it was open its mouth and like chomping down on Michael J. Fox and Martin McFly. And remember thinking that is the best that we're ever going to see in CGI graphics ever. <laughs> Amazing. And it was, you were right. <laughs> you see, you've got that and then you've got the flash and then that one's just better. <laughs> I think it's better than Ant-Man as well. <laughs> yes, it's better than Ant-Man. Had you had watched the first Back to the Future by that point? It was oh, yeah, of course. completely... Okay, of course, that's good. Yeah, like a gajillion times. My parents were quite good, actually. I don't know why, I don't know what their background in, in film was, but they just used to record a lot of stuff off TV and then show it to us. So one day, we, my brother and I were just sitting there and put this cassette, VHS, chunk chunk into the VCR. Oh, yeah. And and it was Back to the Future, and we were like, this is not a cartoon, Mum, what are we doing? <laughs> and then, um, but then when we saw him flying across the room with the, with the, um, with the guitar, with the small guitar with the massive amp, we were like hooked in. It's like, yes, this is exactly what I love. Yeah, it is. And then and then he's on the skateboard behind the cars. And that was fun as yeah. well. Were you a skateboarder as well? Not at all. Did, oh, okay. I thought, did you try that outside? We tried it. Look, we, as a kid of the 80s, the skateboards we had in the UK were those massive tank-sized ones um, that you got from Argos for like maybe five quid. Yeah. But they yeah. weighed a ton and you weighed a yeah. ton and you really couldn't do anything with them. So I was always like angry that I had the skateboard, which I had. <laughs> and I, I kind of used it to get around a bit, but I couldn't do any of the things I could see in the TV shows or the films because it was just literally, gravity would not no, allow it to happen. But the same size and weight as an average ha- family hatchback. Exactly, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like, I saw my friends like riding, surfing on, on, on Volvos, doing better ollies than I could do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. So, Back to the Future 2 came along mm-hmm. and you... Well, wait, like you said, you're waiting for that one. Uh, Mum and Dad take you to the cinema to see it, or was it? It was. It would definitely been a cinema trip. I can't remember who took me. I can't remember when exactly I saw it. But also, I mean, to skip to the end of that is the end of that film. Then tells you like within a short period of time, Back to Future Three is going to yeah go yeah. out. And then I lost my little tiny mind again because <laughs> um, I thought I didn't know how this is possible. I didn't know aware of this phenomenon that two films could from the same series could come out so quickly, especially as I didn't really know that sequels were a thing. I didn't really understand the concept of it. It was just like yeah. a film with the same people in it again. So I was like, well, we have TV shows. A-Team has the same people in every episode. So I didn't really, I just didn't, my head didn't work in, yeah. in that way. And then it was yeah. like, this is Back to the Future 2 you're watching now and it's just finished. And by the way, Back to the Future 3 is going to be in like six months time. Sorry, I'm kind of monologuing a bit here. But that's this right. is that time that's when I, that's what we want. Even at that even at this age, I was I kind of in that age when like the summers are the longest thing in the entire world, I knew that six months wasn't or however long it wasn't that long to wait. So I was like on yeah. ten hooks like, straight away. Because we were used yeah. to having to wait for like like films would come out in America and then they wouldn't come out over here for like six months. And you'd be like, if you're lucky, oh. if you're lucky. Was it six months? Yeah. Oh. Like longer than Sometimes that, longer. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, now now I look at the kind of the, of the of the release window where films come out everywhere at the same time, mm. and then within a month they're on on streaming. And I'm like, this isn't this isn't quite right. I want people to suffer. 
I want, yeah. to wait. I want people to wait for their te- for their films to come out. But also, I think it's best for cinemas if if there is a longer window. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, like it's better for cinema, isn't it? Because people end up going to watch a, a movie. Kind of that. It felt like before movies would stay in the cinema for so much longer than they do now. Yeah, absolutely. like you'd get a chance to go and watch a movie later than you do now. Yeah. Um, and the only one that seemed to stick around for a long time was the Mario movie and I think that's only because my son was so desperate to watch it that it felt like forever before it got onto streaming but yeah I think that's that's the only one that felt like it took a long time I thought you were talking about the original Mario film with Bob Hoskins <laughs> Bob Hoskins one <laughs> I was like I don't remember that being around for long but nah, nah. might have been <laughs> so when it came to the third Back to the Future are you a fan of that one or yeah I mean of course it's still one of my favourite trilogies ever I used to I, just, I wasn't that big a fan of the cowboy side of things like, right. when you got cowboys versus hoverboards I was like well <laughs> I want a hoverboard and there better be hoverboards by this that year in 20 what in the future and there wasn't I can't remember what date it is off the top of my head but there wasn't and I'm still I'm yeah, still gutted I, I carry that with me yeah, I'm still waiting for my hoverboard. Like, I'm still waiting that. for most things in that film to come true, to be honest. Yeah, the self-lacing shoes, the jacket with the arms just fit you perfectly. As some as someone with freakishly isn't long that, arms, isn't that just I tailoring? That. <laughs> no, because I got freakishly short arms. Okay, and no jackets fit me all around my waist because I've got a pot belly. I've the opposite um, problem, Dave. I've got freakishly long arms, and they come up to like my most jackets come to like my elbow. Like, <laughs> so, you would, um, what's the gilet? Is that something you wear then, Rich? Oh yeah, I love a gilet. Yeah, the Martin McFly gilet. Yeah, the well life preserver. The life yeah, preserver. Life preserver. <laughs> yeah, I feel. Um, well, I used to work in a bar, and uh, and a girl came in one day and went, um, "I'm sorry, I've lost, I've left, I think I've left my gilet in here." And our bar manager, who was a lot like the Al Murray like the pub landlord character he's like what's a gilet and I'm like body warmer Dave body warmer <laughs> he's like oh we got one of them <laughs> could you rate the uh, the Back to the Futures for us have you got a favourite have you got a worst could you go there it's got to be it's got to be one two three in that order yeah. okay it's yeah. got to be it's got to be on our, on our podcast on, on Flixwatcher we have uh, of which guys have been on I can't remember which films you chose uh, um, good ones Kobe um, yeah. <laughs> Highlander. Dave was Highlander. Terrible film. Uh, and mine was Point Break, yes. which is a great film. <laughs> I still laugh whenever um, I think about Highlander because that was the first time I'd watched it. So apologies. Well, I don't know. If I'm, I don't oh, know no. why I'm apologising. Um, where was I going? What was the, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Could you rate the Back to the Future? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, so in our film, we have this. For you guys who are listening now, we have uh, we we rate the films based on a scoring system, and the first score is a recommendability score. Everything and each of the scores are out of five. And Back to the Future is my is my um, weather vane for recommendability. And oh wow! I, I only give films a five if I could recommend it to ev- any single person in the entire world without even thinking about who they are. Mm. Wow. So Back to Back to Future is one of those films I just think if you're not seen Back to Future, you go and can see it right now. Excellent. But there are other films I prefer. Other films I love, Pulp Fiction, but I wouldn't recommend that to everyone because that's just it's just asking for trouble in some cases, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. You're not going to recommend that to a ten year old, you know? No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Back to Future you can rec- recommend to a nun. You can recommend it to, um, you know, 
hardened yeah. gangster. You can recommend it. Literally, there's no one you couldn't recommend Back to the Future to to, to watch it. Uh, people who don't like sci-fi, people who do like sci-fi, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's some that's timey-wimey stuff. Just watch it. You'll, <laughs> you'll be fine. Uh, no, it's, 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 it's great. It's, it's funny. It's dramatic. It's got some special effects. You know, it's who doesn't who doesn't love it? It's a great but, film. I, yeah. I think they're all great. I'm a I'm a fan of the second one more than the first one. Really? Okay. I'm one of those weird people. Well, there's no weirdness in it. I think they take the best bits out of the first one and just add future stuff in it as well. And I love the way it builds. And I, yeah, I, I, obviously, the, the, the hoverboard is a big selling point. God, I, yeah. I, all I want is a hoverboard. If I <laughs> get to old age and they still haven't invented hoverboards, then <laughs> honestly, <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> What's the point of life? I think the, um, what about the when it gets into the really dark Return to Hill Valley section? Because I remember as a kid thinking, I, what is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's where there's like a proto Biff Tannen Trump. Um, yeah, that's pretty dark. And, and this kill mm. George McFly and stuff. I was like, I, I, I when I press play, I always forget that's still a part of the film. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to get really dark and, and deep for a bit. Oh, well, yeah. I do like that they, that they go to the future, though. It'd yeah. be a bit sad if they did a whole trilogy and they didn't go to the future. I would like something to have gone a little bit further in the future, maybe. But, oh, yeah, it's, I think that's really fun. The whole dark bit, the whole fake Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> How's it fun? <laughs> I don't know. I really like it. it. Spoilers for spoilers for for um, Back to the Future Two here. If you haven't seen it, then honestly, guys, we do a spoiler warning at the start. You know, for all the films we talk about, is that a catch-all spoiler? Uh, Yeah, we just sort of say we we spoil movies. So you know, if we start to talk about a film that you've you don't you've not heard you've not seen before, then uh, turn do something else for a bit. Do you (laughs) think like Back to Back to the Future is like like one of the most watched films though? Everyone's seen a Back to the Future trilogy, surely at this point. Yeah, and that's why it's all ages. if you haven't, there's something that someone's done to you. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead inside. You're dead. In, you're dead inside. And there's people like my co-host Helen for on Flixwatcher. Her husband has never watched Jurassic Park, wow. um, and I've met, I've met a few other people who have never watched Jurassic Park. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know how that's a thing, but sure. But he's, you know, he's in Back to the Future. My so, wife's a bit like that. She's. Uh, she didn't watch any she, like when she was a kid. They just her family just didn't watch movies, mm-hmm. so she'd never. She's there's so many movies she's not seen. Like, I was like, what do you mean you've not seen Goonies? Like, What's your childhood? <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend Goonies now to people though, as a as a first time watch? Um, I I've, I have shown her Goonies and it didn't quite stand up. I don't. Think. I've I've made that mistake a few times with people saying mm. watch Goonies, it's amazing, mm. and then they're like, oh, is all right. Yeah. I think Goonies is definitely for one of those to watch through young eyes to yeah. get them watching early. But yeah, you know. I think you need to be at the at the age of the kids or a bit less, or when you watch it. Otherwise, it's just the worst thing in the world. For <laughs> 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 that nostalgia to to kind of um, you want that nostalgia to guide your life whenever you yes, recommend you Goonies. do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I can't believe. Jurassic Park was such a moment. I thought mm. everyone, like like Titanic, I thought everyone saw it. See, I've still not seen all of Titanic. Well, you know how it ends. So. <laughs> well, I think this is I think this is part of the problem. A, I think when it came out, you know, I perhaps didn't like the idea of rom-coms so much. Um, and I was like, well, I know what happens. So I don't get what I'm going to get out of this film. So I've never watched it. That's fair. I hear it's quite That's good, fair and also I didn't also I didn't like the song. 
So, oh, no, oh, yeah, yeah. No, nobody liked the song. Come on. Like, I mean, <laughs> Nans liked the song. That was about it. <laughs> yeah, hot dogs are warm. That's what I remember. I've never heard Titanic described as a rom-com. That's going to live with me. Well, I mean, so roman- romance, I guess, not rom-com. <laughs> rom-tragedy. What about yourself, Rich? Uh, what, what, how do you rank the uh, Back to the Futures? Oh, I'm one, two, three, just like you. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm on so that. I'm the weirdo. Yeah, me and Dave have this <laughs> talk all the time, and he's like, "Back to the Future Two is the best." I we've try actually had and find someone, people. We've had someone on the podcast pick Back to the Future Two as their worst sequel, right? And, uh, and Dave nearly cried. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird, crisis, it was a weird episode. Mate. Yeah, I did. I did. It can be. It can be really visceral. Yeah, it can be really visceral, can't it? When people don't like the film that you like, even though you've had nothing to do with the creation of the film. You've just watched yeah. it. You've just sat down and watched it a few times. <laughs> and if someone doesn't like that same experience, you're like, but why? <laughs> Especially people you love, like yeah. wives and girlfriends, and you sit them down to watch your favourite film, and you're like, okay, please what? Please like this. Like, mm. I went for a whole thing showing my wife the Star Wars films and the Lord of the Rings films, um, and luckily they went down okay. But then I have shown her other films. She's like, yeah, it's all right. So I've I, I realized I don't think we need to do that as a as a population as a as a species. I don't think we need to do that unless she unless your partner or the other person you love says, "Hey, I've just never got round to watching this film. Can you introduce me to it?" Or based on a conversation, you kind of allude to the the fact that she might like it or that they might like it or yeah. she might like it. But I think just trying to say because I did this once with um, Bugsy Malone and <laughs> I showed it to someone and I was like. Right, Bugsy Malone is my favourite musical, one of my favourite musicals. You've got to watch it. It's the best thing ever. And you do the thing, you press play and you're looking at them whilst yeah. they're watching the film and they're like, and they're not laughing at the same places or they're not like doing the moves with the song or they're not doing the thing at the time or they're not paying attention or they're asking you questions and they're not paying attention or whatever, yeah. eating popcorn too loud and you're just thinking... On their phones. Yeah, <laughs> on their phones. Are put the phone away. <laughs> um, and I was, when, I re- when I re-evaluated it, I was like... I just, maybe it's a bit unfair. Bugsy Malone is a film where I enjoyed it as a kid. It's one of those films they pulled out when it was rainy at school and they put it on and it's the best thing ever because we got to like watch a film but not be outside in the wet. Yeah. And there's all these kind of feelings around which made it great for me. But also as a as a 30-year-old or whatever, when I showed it to them, it's going to make no sense. It's going to yeah. be weird. Yeah. So I think you, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I have a bit more caution when I show people films who are, when they haven't seen it again yeah. back to the future is one you could definitely watch yes. definitely, <laughs> definitely. yeah absolutely definitely. what is your favorite sequel ever um this is going to have a lot of recency bias to it and that right. is going to be apparent when i say the name which is now that's uh, spider-man beyond the spider-verse um which as we record is doing gangbusters in the cinema it's still in the cinema as we record and hopefully is it we'll across the, the spider-verse or beyond the spider-verse sorry it's across the spider-verse across yeah, the spider-verse i'm really sorry. looking forward to the third one <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys i went to the future i've seen it oh and it's great. i bet it's so good yeah it's the best thing ever so uh, and it's in the cinemas in the future <laughs> so yeah sorry across the spider-verse <laughs> <laughs> i love it so much i can't remember the proper name. um <laughs> Yeah, so Across the Spider-Verse. It is the 11th of July, 2023, as I record this, and it's still in the cinemas. Uh, and I think it'll still be there for a bit, for a while, even though it's up against immensely stiff competition. I just saw Mission Impossible yesterday, 
teeing up to watch Barbenheimer uh, in a, in a week's time. I, I think was, I'm sure it'll still be showing in a few screens when those. Oh, maybe yeah, Barbenheimer will kick it out. Maybe Barbenheimer maybe. will kick it out because just, they just need the screen space. Which don't they? way are you going to watch? Which way round are you going to watch Barbie and Oppenheimer? You're going to the uh, see, uh, the proper way that doesn't make you want to blow your brains out at the end, which would be <laughs> Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Barbie. It's, that's I that's my plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Spider Verse, if it's still in cinema. Yeah, probably triple head. I'm already taking a day off work, so if I can get another get another screen again, um, I will do that. Maybe three films in one day. Why not? Incredible. That's a great shout. Um, so we're, normally we're like, when did you first see this? So this is a very recent watch. So what made this top all the other sequels? Again, it's a recency bias. It was the coming out of the first one, just purely ecstatic. Like it was like the best, still one of the best cinematic experience of my life. Um, Mm. I watched it three times, at least the first one uh, in the cinema. And when I knew there's a second one coming out, just the stills of it alone made me knew. I already knew I was in love with this film when the stills images came out from it and it didn't disappoint from the first few beats of, of Gwen Stacy's drum through till, I mean, there's, there's a slight bit where it's like, it's not quite hundred percent of film or the, we know the second part's coming. Um, yeah. And at first I was a bit disappointed by that, but also the, the anticipation of the next one is really kind of fueling my kind of the fact that it's keeping in my head. Mm. to such, you know, living rent free as the, as the youth say um, in my head. So much. I'm really excited for what's going to happen next. I'm really excited for where they left it as a film, as a, and I think it's got the potential to be the, the world's best trilogy uh, ever. You could be right. You could be right. Yeah. Like, I've already, already instructed Chris Hewitt, who I know has been on, on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. I uh, said, when Beyond the Spider-Verse, because that's the real name of the third film, yeah. when Beyond the Spider-Verse comes out, they need to do a ranking of the best film trilogies. And he said, yes, that's a good idea. So... I already know it's going to win. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, well. so when you went and saw the first one, were you expecting like much from it? Because obviously you watch trailers and whatever, but was it better than you thought it was going to be? Yeah, because I didn't expect much. Yeah. I thought it looked mm. quite cool. I don't have the animation bias that people have, but also I didn't see how it could be that good because we'd had you know The Amazing Spider-Man with... Um, Andrew Garfield, and they were like, eh, they're okay, that's fine. We'd had a lot of superhero stuff in the form of Marvel. DC was trying its thing, wasn't quite, some of it wasn't quite hitting. So I was like, well, there's another Spider-Man in the mix. Okay, we're going to have a watch the Spider-Man. It'll be cool because I'm going to watch it because it's Spider-Man. And it seems quite interesting. I like the way it looks a bit like a comic book. Da-di-da-di-da. Um, so that's where I went into it. And it was, and with that lowered expectation, it's, it was going to only... Like far than far exceed it, yeah, and it absolutely smashed it out of the park. And I think that's why I like the second one a lot because with, even with the heightened expectation, it still smashed it out of the park. And that is a, that is a really special thing. And I've come out seeing um, this weekend as a recorder. I went to Sundance London, and there were a few films which people said, "Oh my god, you have to see this film! It's the best film in the world." I was like, "I really can't wait to see it." And then when it finished, I was like. Um, I mean, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Spider Verse good. But yeah, you know. but it's not the best film in the world, is it? But with with this um, across the Spider Verse, I'd hyped it up to myself. I'd seen all the hype everywhere. Yeah, um, and it and it met and exceeded that. And I think that's that's a really really special thing to have with its own weight of expectation. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kicked it kicked ass. But you guys yeah. have seen it, right? Oh, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and I think we'll talk about it. Like we talk about Empire Strikes Back. In the, mm. in the future 
we'll talk about across the spider verse in the same way as we talk about as talk about empire about being that middle movie that kind of yeah. is so brilliant when empire finished though i don't was the concept of a trilogy even the thing that people yeah. really get what was like i think ether? george lucas knew what was going on I mean, I, I know Lucas did, but just, I mean, the cinema going public, the cine, the film um, watchers. Probably, have... probably not. Mm. Um, it wasn't common, was it? I mean, you'd had the Godfather, the three Godfathers by then, I think. No, no, no. The third Godfather came out well later, but maybe Godfather 2 had been out by then. Okay. Yeah. Godfather um, Part 3 took ages. Oh, did it? What about okay. the police academies? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. I think they we were later, weren't they? Because yeah, it was, what, was 80? It was 80. It was... 83 was... Jedi, yeah, eighty eighty three. Oh yeah, I think nineteen eighty was Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know when then Godfather Part Three came out. But. Much later, nineties, mate. Nine mm. was it nineties? Was it? Yeah. Wow, I've never seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I only have a like. I don't know when were the Pink Panthers. There was lots of them at some point, but yeah, you're hundred percent right. People were probably. Surprised that that someone would tell a story over three films. But well, yeah, with the Pink Panthers, with Bonds, oh, there was very f- few times there was the connective narrative between the films. There was just like a, yeah. a different. It was a whole different book, and it happened to have the same people. But the fact that that um, Harrison Ford as uh, Han Solo was locked in carbonite. I'm sure people had no idea. Literally, what was he dead? Was yeah. he, he going to come out of it? What the hell was going to happen in the next episode? Mm. And that cliffhanger must have been like properly astounding. Properly astounding. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't remember where, if they, they they called it episode five. Return um, Empire Strikes Back at that point, or they added the episodes on later. I think that later. Do you reckon? Yeah. I know Star I Wars it, was Star Wars. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was episode five, but I just don't think they they leaned into it that much. Wow, that's um, ballsy, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think I think it's just called episode five. Well, it was just Empire Strikes Back, wasn't it? It was just yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should be talking about Spider Verse because there's so much to talk sure. about. So, do you, when you're going in, were you trying to convince yourself that that play it down? It's not going to be like yeah. Oh man, yeah. It's like keep. Keep cool, keep cool, keep cool. Play cool trigger, play cool trigger. Um, and with, oh my God, like Daniel Pemberton's score. I love, I don't know why I, I really vibe from a drummy, jazzy soundtrack. You know, Whiplash and Birdman, I really, really, I've listened to those soundtracks like time mm. and time again. Yeah. But the, ones. just the opening scene with, in, in Gwen's world, which I think is one of the most beautiful worlds. It's probably the best, it's the most beautiful um, world, I think, in the, in the series so far I'm you know hopefully something will usurp it in the next one um but her on the drums like kicking ass and just in that in that flow state she's in and that intro monologue just had me from that those first two hits of the beat you know and yeah, yeah I was just in there like straight away it's just I was caught they had me at um and I don't think I've had that for a film for a long longest time so I did try to play a cool trigger but it just didn't um it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Once it started, I was in it. I was in it. Amazing. And then did you try and convince people afterwards that it's as good as it looks and is? Did you go by yourself to the screen or did you take your family? <laughs> no, I didn't take my family. But I, I went to the first screen. The first screening was, um, was a preview uh, press screening, which is at the IMAX in uh, Leicester Square. Yeah. So there's a few people there that I knew. 
and we're all kind of queuing up and there's a red carpet or blue carpet, I can't remember which one it was. And there's, you know, people taking pictures and they had like a, like a photo booth set up. So the hype was the hype was there and already and already there was like a a WhatsApp group of um people who know were there. So we're all we're all like really hyping each other up <laughs> for this film. <laughs> um and then afterwards I got the train back to Manchester and That's the phone was just like just explode the phone just blew up like on that, that train journey back. It's like my God, what the hell have we just seen? Um <laughs> and I really love it when you know, people coalesce around a thing to to that extent. It's just it was just pure, pure magic. So I didn't have to tell people. And then I went to see the day after. About to say did you go again? <laughs> yeah I went, I went away the day after. Oh wow. Um, yeah yeah. And it's good the second time. It's good the second time. And obviously with a film as this as intricate as this, you you see, you start to peel back the onions, you start to see things which you didn't see the first time. Earth forty two, for example, in the in the go back machine appearing, it was something I didn't pick up the first time. Yeah, mm. you know when it's when it's, when it goes when it says when it says he's going up, he's going back to the other dimension. Yeah, that's not something I didn't I didn't pick up. I know a few people who say they did. I'm like, did I did you really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw it was forty two, but I just thought it was a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy the, the, yeah hitchhiker's guide to sort of reference mm. of 42 i didn't kind of twig what it meant like but yeah it's... have you guys seen it once or twice or, or more only once once, once. Mm. yeah it's been it's, it's been a very busy period <laughs> yeah we've had a lot of sequels to watch <laughs> most of them not good at the moment oh yeah, this is by few crackers this is good one <laughs> yeah yeah this, this is the big one so now we supposedly we're waiting until next year but yeah, as we're speaking, next, that, I don't think that's going to yeah. happen to you, Kobe. I uh, my gut says no. I don't know what my gut is speaking about. Well, I don't know where it's getting this information from. Um, <laughs> if it was twenty twenty four, I'd be super happy because I wasn't expecting it to be that quick anyway. So no. they've just kind of set themselves up to fail, under promise and over deliver. That's what you should do. That's what you should do. Don't say it's going to come out in six months' time. You, you crazies. Um, <laughs> but. No, but I'd rather be late uh, than planned and be phenomenal. That's that's yeah. just, that's not that's not that's a, that's a no brainer. So take your time, guys. Do it right. I'm sure you will do. But this must be the quick. I can't think of a quicker turnaround sequel animation if it mm. does come out within the, like the next even 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 four years. I can't think of um, no anything. No, because I mean they 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 sort of said they were creating them at the same time didn't they so it's not like they've they did the, the they did across the spider-verse and then they make they're starting work on beyond yeah. they sort of did both at the same time but i think mm-hmm. most sort of animated sequels you don't plan that far ahead do no. you just go no. oh this made money let's make another one you know yeah i think yeah. animation is notoriously hard to do so yeah <laughs> that's why i hear <laughs> got, got to draw it all very we've all done a flip book we've all done a flip book and it's been shit so. <laughs> brilliant do you guys think it'll happen next year no no I th- I think it'll get get delayed hopefully 2025 is what I'm hoping for yeah this one got delayed for what, one or two years so yeah. no was it was it that much I thought it was, it was supposed to come out at the start of this year and then got the last I heard it was pushed back like three months or so, but I don't know. I don't know about the previous no, delays, so you may be. Yeah, it was definitely. Right. No, it delayed. was definitely yeah. Yeah, it was definitely okay. twice it got pushed because okay. we had it as our most anticipated film of the year, twice, two years in a row. 
when we, uh, we do an annual roundup and we talk about what our, our most anticipated film of the year is. And yeah, yeah it's been Spider-Verse twice. So, <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. So it was 2022. Like, can't, at the beginning of that, like, can't wait. It's the year. Spider-Verse <laughs> yeah. across the Spider-Verse. And then they yeah. delayed it. Like, fuck. And then we started this year. Like, well, it's still our most anticipated film of the, <laughs> yeah. of the year. Let's, let's hope it doesn't be pushed back. So uh, it was just, I think it's it's done the impossible task of yeah is it as good as the first one kobe no is it as good as the first one <sighs> now. i've asked a big question mm. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> it is i don't want to say which which is better so far but i think it's got i think it's as good as the first one you sure it just, introdu- it just introduces so more so much more opens up the I was going to say opens up the universe, but opens up the universes. Yeah. Um, really. And delivers in the feels, delivers in the comedy, delivers in the action, and leaves us wanting more. Yeah. Leaves me wanting more. Oh, so, so yeah. Uh, I feel it's got to be close if it's not equal to the first one. Yeah, yes. I'd say so. I can't remember what I we said, Rich. I think we said it was as good as the first one. Fair I think I close. enjoyed the first one more. I think we gave this, the first one, like, full full marks, and this one, like, just a shade under. Yes. Um, what? What? Why did it lose that? Um, I mean, that nuance? for the most petty reason possible. Essentially, I thought that the um, it looks so great, but mm. then when it tries to add in the live action stuff, it looks really chunky. Yeah, there's like, there's a couple of bits like that where you kind of think, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, the first one didn't make any missteps whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think. Whereas this one, even with um, even with Donald Glover. I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. And I, I get why they've done it, but also, really? Yeah, <laughs> it just looks a bit weird, doesn't it? Like, yeah. And, yeah, like a few pictures of Uncle Ben in, from different Spider-Verses and stuff. Universes, and yeah. I was just like, oh, that just grates a little bit. But that is being very picky. Do you have a favourite bit? Um... The, how, how, oh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. There's just so many. I love. I really love the the fact this is longer gives you more time to develop the characters. Mm. So a lot of my favorite parts are the character beats. So when Gwen and Miles are like re reacquainting themselves with each other as if as they're swinging through the city, like that. That's such, that's such a beautiful scene. I love that that whole like say getting to know where you know. Re- yeah, that's also word. Get, yeah, reacquainting is a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it before. I was trying to look for another word, but I said it already. That's a good so one. the whole sequence where they're swinging through the city and they're just catching up with each other, um, and Miles, you know, he's been he's besotted with this with this character for a while, and suddenly she's here and he's like happy as a pig and shit again. <laughs> um, and I also, I love the, the family piece as well, where Miles is with his parents. I love the, the family stuff. party. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's really interesting that even though all this amazing Spider-Verse stuff is happening the character beats the character beats are what give you the foundation for this and allows the other stuff to happen so it makes you mm. care about these people yeah. and they do that so well there's so much great interaction between Miles and his mother particularly Rio and in the first film you had a few nice interactions between Miles and his father Yeah, and that helps that really helps balance the film in a, in a, in a beautiful way. Yeah. But yeah, so I think it's, I don't know, it's understated, but those are really, really I really dig no, those. I sort of the, the criticisms I've seen in this film is that it's too long, but mm. I think 
actually, if, if it wasn't this long, you don't get those beautiful bits no. of Miles with his mum. They're the bits that you lose. They're the bits that get cut. And I'm so glad it is this long because you you know you would miss out on that character development that you really need, and and makes this such a good movie. So yeah, I think that's it. It needs to be this length. It needs to be yes. longer. You know, I think they do a wonderful job with Spot because at the beginning you think he's going to be like just a minor minor character. <laughs> I'm not a villain of the week. <laughs> yeah, and then by the end of it you think, oh fuck, he's the like the big bad he's the big yeah. problem um i think they played that really nicely i do enjoy the spider-verse bit when it just goes nuts i think <laughs> i think that's so much fun i think there's so much there for everyone yeah uh, and like no, the animation those sequences those sequences alone require you to watch the film again yes uh and i've watched so many i've watched i've watched so many youtube breakdowns and people talking about it on youtube already about which spider people are where and blah 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 Oh my God, yeah. I've... Who's your favourite character that's not Miles Morales? And Gwen. Ooh. And Peter B. Parker. I'm... I like Peter B. Parker. I'm not going to have Peter B. Parker because he was in the first film. He's from the new from the new characters. Yeah, I like I like the I like Spider Punk. The, uh... Yeah, no, I like Cut Spider India. Hobie. I thought he Hobie's was fun. Oh, wait, hold on. I, thought I should show you this. Nice. Oh. That's really cool. I like that. Kobe is holding up a. I wouldn't say I was about to say toy, but that doesn't do it justice. A <laughs> Action figure uh, in box, good man. Yeah. Collectible. <laughs> collectible, in box. Oh, well, it's going to come out of the box. So I am going to play with it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, don't I, do I can't. That. No, you've got uh, to take I mean, him out of the box. Come on. I'm a, ch- I'm a child. I'm a child. I'm a, <laughs> I, I need that. to play with them. Um, yeah, so that was a Spider Punk Marvel Legends thing, and oh my god, I can't wait to, to play around with them. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Hobie Hobie um, is he was amazing. Cool. Yeah, yeah really cool. I just loved yeah. all the different kind of animations they threw in it. They're like, we're not just gonna have one animation. We're gonna have mm. all these different kind of styles. Even the, like when they threw Lego bit in the middle of it. I yeah, look beautiful. It's great. <sighs> I can't <laughs> wait to show my son this movie. I can't wait to watch like, it again. He's gonna love it. So I'm just dying for it to come out on streaming. You know, I know. It's, Do you not think I'm, it's a bit dark for a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, eight-year-old? Uh, oh, I might be all right. Then. He, I, no, I think it'd be all right. I think he can do dark. Yeah, yeah your, he's, da- he's your, okay. your boy, your duck handy dark. You know, he's seen he's seen Venom and Let There Be Carnage you and know, Jurassic Park. Dark. Yeah, he saw Jurassic Park when he was like five. You know, he's fine. Like, what did he make of Jurassic Park at five years old? He was not. He loved it. He absolutely loved it. <laughs> he was not at all fussed. Like it was, it was obsessed weird. with dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. He was, he's obsessed with dinosaurs. He's okay. he's uh, his autism and dinosaurs are his like thing. Like he can name you pretty much every dinosaur. I wonder. I wonder how much. I do wonder how much because my wife tries to my son's uh, three and a bit, and my son tries to sorry my wife tries to keep him away from scary movies. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering does he actually understand the concept of scary stuff sometimes? If there's a loud noise, you know that might make him jump. But yeah. does he understand the, the threat in these things? Um, so I, I wonder if you if you watch Jurassic Park at this age, will he be actually terrified? Or will he actually realise? the level of threat that's going on. I mean, I, I don't know if George is a, a good example or not, but he, cause he gets scared of, he's scared of like space. Like if he right. saw a spaceship in space and they talked about how space is infinite, that <laughs> scares the hell out of him. But if yeah. you put a dinosaur that eating people, he's like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was when I went to the cinema right? and my, my youngest brother, I can't remember how old he was. He must've, he must've been like, 
six or so. And he had his own seat. And then within five minutes, he sat on my dad's lap. <laughs> just like purely teleprompted all yeah. the way through. And my dad just came out of the cinema and he said, that's not a PG. <laughs> that's, that's not a PG whatsoever. <laughs> I think some childhood films are, are quite scary. I think Labyrinth is terrifying. Mm, absolutely. Oh my god, I, I can't ever watch that film again. I uh, you remember Ernest? Do you remember the Ernest films by any chance? Remember Ernest goes to jail? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's one called Ernest Scared Stupid, and that gave me nightmares when I was very young. Okay. It has a troll in it. That was too right. much. And never in this story gave me nightmares. Oh yeah, but these were all kids' films, apparently. <laughs> yeah, this is that, that's a you. I used to like genuinely. I'd be in the record. I'd be in the in the um, in the video shop and or the rental store, and I'd see it there, and it'd be have the use to forget. And just be like, why? Why am I scared of this film? That's for like Universal's. For, it's for kids. Um, but it just things things just do, don't they? Yeah, things just do. You don't know what it is. Um, last question about Spider Verse. Have you pre-ordered it? No, I don't have many physical bits. So my physical my physical interactions do tend to be these kind of yeah. toy collectibles. Um oh, so I just I mean I'm I just don't yeah, have I'm the, the same space. <laughs> <laughs> just don't have the space at the moment. <laughs> yeah. To uh to make the most of it. And also because my kid's so young, he will um destroy things. So oh, when okay. he's maybe when maybe when he's in that stage he hasn't destroyed things. Once they're all all things. the trilogies out, you can get a box set. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know the theory, I know I'd want to do that, but also I feel it's gonna be a film that's gonna be that's gonna be really accessible for the longest time, at least until I'm dead. You never know, they might so, delete it. They might if they delete it at which point I will one hundred percent buy it. Can't delete it from in here. It's in the head. <laughs> they can't get rid of it from there. Yeah. <laughs> I've bought but the amount of time I've recently, I don't know, I've bought I have bought DVDs which are still in the shrink wrap because I've just literally not watched them. So I, I there's other ways to spend my money is my is yeah. my main thing. I, that's just just as just what it is. Um I've just been pragmatic. That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair that's enough, baby. <laughs> do you remember the most disappointing sequel you've ever seen so it's not your worst it doesn't even have to be a bad film mm. but imagine if you went into spider-verse and it was bad it was disappointing can you name a sequel that disappointed you um well it's kind of a worst one is it <laughs> yeah <laughs> wrapped up in one we can we can we go can do on that we can go straight in we can go straight in, yeah. It's let's wrap these two. So this is your worst and most disappointing sequel wrapped up into one. What is it's it? One big bunch. It's Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> and you are correct. And it's- you win. <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> and this should be the example we use for all these for this question forever. <laughs> right. So I'm guessing you're a big, big Matrix fan. Yeah, and it's one of the things that, that gutted me that I didn't see it in the cinema. Right. Um, it's back at a time where I wouldn't, I wouldn't have seen all the films all the time, due to money or just other interests. Um, so I chose to watch. I don't know why. I, I don't know why it was a choice, but I, I don't think it was on my radar so much. The first Matrix film, and the other big film out that summer was Phantom Menace. Um, so I was just like, well, Phantom Menace didn't get me in the feels. I'll, <laughs> I was aware the way it's coming out. I wasn't so interested in the Keanu Reeves movie at the time 
the bullet time looked quite cool, but I just thought it, it possibly will be shit. Um, and then everyone's talking about it. And then I saw it on DVD and I was like kicking myself all around town for from that from then until still now that I haven't seen it in the cinema. Yeah. So when Reloaded was announced, and then also the fact that um, Revolutions was going to come out within six months, I was mm. the level of excitement was like it just started and it built and built and built. And I went to, yeah, I went to the cinema with my mates from university. I took them all there, made them come on the, on the first day. And it just wasn't what I wanted from anything ever in my life. <laughs> yeah. In so many different ways. There's so many different failings to it, in my point of view. It's the prime are... example of mm. filmmakers going, oh, you know, you know all the bits that everyone loves from the first one? Should we put, should we put none of them in the second one? <laughs> like, Everything I'm... that gave us joy. Yeah, we're gonna not Every, use them at all. Everyone loved, uh, just just none of it. You know, that's that, that's fine, and we'll make it weird and yeah, pointless. Like weird and <laughs> weird and stodgy. Mm. Yeah, and confusing. I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah, that architect scene still at the end. I'm still. I don't get it. Still don't understand why. Because <laughs> the first one, was, the first one had was concise. Mm. It had it had out there themes, but it made sense and it got to the point quickly. Mm. Um, and yes, thing, that's it. That's a, that's the failings with a lot of these uh, sequels or franchises. They feel the need to expand the universe in a way that, or just the series in a way that puts theory into it, which doesn't make it interesting. Yeah. And I'm looking at Phantom Menace here. I don't know why. I still don't know why we spent so much time with the trade association uh, <laughs> councils. Um, People point that similar lens at the John Wick, but I, that's very hand wavy for me. I can get over that because yeah, yeah. I think the the action's purely astonishing in that. But there is that propensity in, in these places, in a lot of places, to over explain for reasons which don't aren't needed. This is the Matrix. We want to see cool action. We want to see good versus bad in whatever form it takes, and we want to see cool um, imagery on the scene. And I don't think we had any of that. <laughs> and I think. Uh, there was so much. There were so many things hyped up about it, like the the car chase, which I thought was rubbish. Oh wow, um, really? That's the one yeah, thing I looked... hang on to on that movie. It's the only good bit. Uh, I, I don't know how the first film managed to, to hold up in terms of how the special effects work, but with this, it just it just looks ropey. It just looked really, really ropey for, all the way through. The car the car scene the car chase scene on the um, highway wasn't wasn't the worst um, offender of it, but I just don't think. I just don't think it works. I think my my, fa- my favorite scene is where the um, was it the Maravigians? I can't remember what they're called. The, in like the in the hallway in the hotel lobby scene. That's the I think that's the best fight scene. But even that's got weird problems which don't really make sense and don't make don't take advantage of the fact that now Neo is like Superman on on steroids. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. It's, a lot of it just doesn't tie together from what we've learned from the first film. And I guess I guess the the Wachowskis didn't realise, didn't know that they were going to get a second or third or now fourth film. So they put everything into that. And I think they would have delayed a lot of the stuff we see at the end of the first film if they didn't know that it was going to be an extending story. Yeah. And that that poses problems for them. I think the, the weird thing for me about all the sequels to The Matrix is that you know The Matrix exists at this point. Yeah. And the things that are trying to, you know, the things that are trying to fight Neo... Aren't, you know they it's a computer program. Mm-hmm. Why are they shooting at each other? Why do they need guns? 
Why, but why, why, why so many guns? What's the point? Like, why a sea of bullets? Like, you know, he can dodge them. You know, he could turn them into feathers if he wanted to. You know, like, what? I just don't get it. I just don't understand. Like, well, this is be- this is because the action in it isn't as good that you don't you don't you, you're thinking about it too much. Yeah, it's it's just it's just taking out the film because they're going into theory and philosophy and the architects saying quid pro quo or ergo some. Be Gavin, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's allowing your brain to think. Now this doesn't actually make any sense because this computer program in the real world, the first film doesn't make any sense. No, but true. No, it's just true. it's just so cool. It's cool. Within its own, yeah, it's 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 mega cool. It's unbelievably cool. Whereas this one, no, it isn't. It's not. <laughs> yeah, I love how you took all your mates to this because that's exactly what I did to as well, Kobe. I was like, "Come on, we're gonna see Matrix Reloaded. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be bullet time and lots of wicked fighting. It's all, oh, oh, it's gonna be great." And then, literally, is this the one you line, convinced your ca- friends to go to a midnight screening of Dave? Yes. Like- <laughs> yeah, they came out like two thirty in the morning and weren't happy at all. <laughs> Because it, it's like after the first 10 minutes, you know you're in trouble. I think as soon as the the, the dance sequence happens in the caves... Yeah. Oh, the rave. Yeah, the world. Okay. You call it a rave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you say dance sequence, I started thinking of um, Dirty Dancing. So <laughs> <laughs> That would have been when, better. Was Neo, were Neo and Trinity dancing? Or, oh, okay. No, yeah, they were having sex, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, they were. Horizontal dancing. Um, yeah, Karen, sorry. That's just had an imagery then. Um, <laughs> I just think it, 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 we all open with our mates, think it's going to be a really cool, fun film. Uh, mm. And it wasn't. And like, I think this is my most disappointing sequel. It's not my worst sequel ever, but I don't think I've ever gone in and I've built into the hype train so much for Matrix Reloaded. I went and bought the computer game, Enter the Matrix for. I think it was the PlayStation 2 at the time. Completed all that. They had extra scene bits. I was like, oh, it's going to be amazing. The mm. game was great. And then half two in the morning, my life was very much a different thing, it felt. Um, <laughs> and I've never, I've never quite got over it, I don't think. Yeah. And it ruined the third one for me. Um, what's the third one? I, I, I can't remember the third one. Revolutions. Uh, that's bad too. Yeah. yeah. I know. I've, yeah. See, you no, did damage it... there. Yeah. And then what's the fourth one? Resuscitated. Resurrected. Resurrections? Yeah. Something like that. It's awful too. (laughs) I thought the fourth one was best because it it, it tried to have a simpler story, but then also it was worse because the fights were poor and compact. You want good fights for a Matrix film and then weren't good fights in in the fourth one. No. And all the good bits were in the trailer, which is annoying. (laughs) And yeah, the trailer also tells you what's going to happen. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just. I think I think the first one, the like the practical effects, like the bullet times, mm. all done in camera. Yeah, and then after that, they've just left that alone. I think because it got mocked to death quite quickly, and in, in scary movies and the Max Paynes and whatever. And then the whole the Shrek. Oh, Shrek. even Shrek! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> Was it Shrek too? Well, is it a Shrek? Yeah, a Shrek. One of them. <laughs> I think the first one, uh, and then they tried the the multiple Smiths and that multiple Smiths fight. Oh, that's that is the worst. That's, that's the worst bit. Worst. That was going to be one of my yeah. questions. Yeah. What was the worst bit? It was that. It was just the, they looked like plasticine characters. Yeah. Um, 
fighting. First, first of all, there's no need. One of one of the things I hate most in he's beating the table films. So yeah, so <laughs> yeah, guys. One of the things that, that annoys me most in action films is people waiting, taking a turn to fight the guy when they've spent so much effort trying to find the guy to kill him, take him in, and they're you know they're taking a, they're taking a number at a delicatessen counter. <laughs> Here we have a scene with a hundred plastic plasticine smiths, and they're taking in turns to fight mate, uh, Neo, who could probably. Destroyed him anyway because he's he's the one he's got he's a, he's a supercharged Superman. Mm. So they've got hundred Smiths taking turns. It looks rubbish. Every single Smith looks like the worst plastic character. At some points, Neo looks like he's the worst version of any CGI character ever made. Um, up until the Flash happened. You really and hate the Flash. <laughs> I really hate the Flash CGI. I just think some parts of that Flash were astounding. Yeah. Some of some parts of the Flash where it was Flash on Flash. Um, Barry versus Barry chatting was seamless and looked amazing, absolutely amazing. I could not tell apart, but some in in the in the Cyberball or whatever they called it, it just really took me out of the game. It really made me question life. <laughs> and then, um, but we, that's the same kind of level of CGI we have in in the Matrix. Yeah, where there's, all, where there's all of the all of this all of the Smiths together, and some and that was in two thousand two. Yeah, exactly. That's, that was quite a, quite a distance between those two films. Um, yeah, was that is that your worst scenes as well? I don't know. I didn't want to. Yeah, it's it's my worst. Yes, because again, that surely Neo could just click his fingers fingers and Thanos yeah. them all. Like, yeah. you know, what's the point? <laughs> what's just generally? <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> and then he flies away anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just oh, yeah. can't be bothered anymore. Fucks off into the distance. <laughs> So, so at the end, you you finished that film, and you, was it hate straight away, or did you sit in your chair for a while, brewing? It's kind of just a crestfallen. Uh, their apologies to people I I took there. I was like, guys, Monica Bucci was in it, which is nice. Nice, yeah, she's good. I like her. She's one of my favourites. And also, it's just so much of the missed opportunity, like those those twin guys with the dreadlocks. I thought that was a really cool concept. I think they should have been. They should have featured more in the film. That would have. They should have been the people. That Neo fought properly as as the big fight. Not all the Agent Smiths who we've seen him destroy already. Yeah. But these guys are concerned to vapor, and these guys can would I can see them being a proper like they're ghosts. Proper threat. To... That's what I found out the other day. Oh, they is that what they were? Apparently, this how is... going back to Rich's like theory of like these are computer programs. <laughs> what <are> they... <laughs> because there's like these werewolf people as well that are around, and Merovingian is like vampire or something. You, this sequel is now the third one, I think, that has been someone's picked for best sequel. And then someone's picked for worse sequel. So we've had who's to, picked it for the best sequel? Al Horner of Script Apart. Al, Al, Al. You listen to if you listen to this, um, you're never allowed back on Flix. Watch it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but you should listen to him. He convinced me, Kobe, for like half an hour after the episode. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's great. And then I, I realised, me, <laughs> I hated it. I absolutely hate. But everything I argued, he was like. Well, I can, I'll take your point and I'll I'll flip it on you. And he described it perfectly. And it, I, was, I was really confused by the end of it, of everything. <laughs> but it is, there are, it is bad. I think there are people in the same way. There's lots of people who, who do like love the um, the prequel trilogy mm. a lot more than it was initially praised. I'm genu- genuinely fine. If you like a thing, I love you to like it. I don't let my thoughts on it cloud you. If you like a thing, please do enjoy it to the whole of your heart. Yes. Um, it has been reevaluated and more people are coming to it, but also it's just, I just find it tedious and boring and there's nothing, there's no real 
there's no interesting bits to it. Maybe it's not. It's not. You know, it's not the worst sequel in the entire world, but it's just based on the pre- on the on the initial premise of what it could have been, and this ties in with probably why Across the Spider Verse is my favorite sequel. It's because it more than lived up to the weight of the expectation, whereas this one it had all the potential, and it just then it just kind of squandered it. <laughs> yeah, I, guess. I think with Rev- yeah with Revelations because they couldn't because they filmed them two back to back, they probably couldn't take on board the feedback. So they just had to, I would have thought they just had to, well, we've got Plow to release on. it now because we've done all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think you're right. And yeah, it just kind of, uh, it's, uh, I just can't, I can't just, <laughs> I can't get the words out to say what I'm going to say. It is, it might not be the worst sequel ever made, but it is definitely the most disappointing. It's, it's the one that I think comes up as most disappointing most often. It's the and, example, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably not my most disappointing or my worst, but I absolutely understand why people pick it because it's it feels like such a drop. But there are also a strange amount of people that absolutely love this movie. Mm. Like they're weirdos you know, on on rating sites and stuff. It gets a decent rating. Like, I don't understand, but you know, maybe that's it's that's the whole beauty of this podcast, isn't it? Is that someone's yeah. best is someone's worst and. Well, yeah. it's, it is. It's just a great thing about life, isn't it? And the thing that people take against in a film might be the thing that someone just doesn't notice and goes, "Well, it doesn't bother me." So, me talking about how the CGI takes me out of the film, mm. or the green screen on the uh, takes me out of the film, is probably a lot of people won't notice that or or give a toss. They're yeah. just liking seeing people flying about with some cool weapons. Yeah. So. And they maybe just half fall asleep when it comes to the boring uh, expositionary scenes. Yeah, and I kind of, I need a story. I want to sit in the dark and have someone tell me a story. You know, I want to be mm. five years old and have my dad read me a bedtime story again. That's what I want from a movie. You know, I don't like. You're you're right. The the CGI is distracting, not entertaining. You know, it's, no, it yeah. takes it it takes away from it, not adds to it. And we talk about <laughs> we said this so many times about Marvel movies and all sorts of things that the CGI detracts from the movie, not adds to it. And it'd be so much better if it didn't have it. And I think that's that's the same thing with this movie is that all that stuff just takes away from what it is they're trying to do. They're trying to say. Was it Reloaded where he fights that guy on the table? Uh, Neo fights the guy on the table. And it's just a quick short fight. I think that that guy was supposed to be Jet Li, but for some reason Jet Li didn't want couldn't to do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, couldn't do it. I just realised that's actually my favourite scene in it. That's a I good scene. Like, yeah, it's just like an in camera, mm. no messing about. These guys are just trained for this one sequence, and it's short, but I just think it, it, it rings a lot more true than other yeah action sequences in it. I get that. Is there ever been like a franchise or a sequel that you maybe you didn't like? But then eventually you came round to it by the the second or the third one. Or the fifth one. Or the fifth one or the sixth one. Yeah, Police Academy 7. That's the best one. (laughs) It's my example. (laughs) Is it? No. (laughs) No. Um, You can, like, franchise films, Marvels or Bonds. I mean, Marvel didn't really get going until Iron Man, um, I guess. So that's, that's an example there. Well, for me, it didn't get going to Iron Man and then got better and then got worse and got better mm. with the films wax and wane. So, I mean, that's a, that's an easy example. But they think, I mean, the, the 
I don't know. The main correct answer is Fast and Furious. Yes, it is. Correct it is, answer. yeah. That's, this is very much the Fast and Furious question. And then I think also, for me, I, w- I didn't really get into the Mission Impossible series until Ghost Protocol. No, okay. me neither. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it originally. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. I wasn't really a fan of Tom Cruise. And what? then suddenly we're seeing him on the side of the Burj Khalifa and people are saying, well, you know, he, he actually did that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> and then you, and you see the back behind the scenes stuff and he's like, yes, he actually did it as well obviously they've painted out the the, the um the wires but yeah. they still they hang them out there insanely did that stuff yeah yeah so that's and i think that's probably recency bites again in my mind because i saw the most recent one yesterday as we record this yeah so it's it's one that suddenly came up about it's like guys you, you need to see this you need to see this in the cinema whereas the previous ones i don't think i'd seen them in the cinema and they weren't bad films by any stretch of the imagination mm. um but they were like yeah i'll, I'll take it or leave it whereas now um i was querying on Sunday, I was wondering whether I should stay awake until midnight to watch it, the most recent one. Right, yeah. I decided against oh, that wow. in the end. <laughs> so what time did you go to the new one? Uh, 12 o'clock. It was okay, the pretty first showing available in the, in the day. Yeah, yeah, still pretty early. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I was very similar. I, I did see the first one in the cinema, and then mm. I remember really not liking it and kind of coming away and thinking, I just, just didn't enjoy it. I didn't like anything about it. And never mm. watched any others until Dave made me watch them all um, for the, for this podcast, <laughs> essentially. Sure. And uh, and we yeah, did a ranking. Kind of a yeah, kind of appreciated one again. I think it's better than I thought <laughs> it was. Two is bad. <laughs> and then and then you're right. It kind of starts slowly coming back until what we have now, which is basically Tom Cruise goes. Hmm. I thought of this way where I'm going to try and kill myself. Do you want to make a movie around it? <laughs> <laughs> And McHugh is like, yes, yeah, yes, I will, we I, will. I will record that. There will be cameras there, Tom. <laughs> so you you didn't see the the Philip Seymour Hoffman one, the third one, which has still got the best bad guy in it. Mm. Um, I would have seen it retrospectively. I think I'm, I probably heard about the buzz around Ghost Protocol, and then you went back and would have thought, like, hey, let's let's go back and watch these again before going into Ghost Protocol. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I can't really remember much about it. I've seen it at least a couple of times. <laughs> Um, it's and I think the 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 trap. Not, I don't know if it's a trap, but the way they set themselves up for the films since Ghost Protocol onwards is that this there needs to be like a an insane action sequence or two mm. that really underpins the film. Mm. Um, and I don't I don't remember Mi three having that. It, he does a lot. I think of, it's got more cool character beats in it. Uh, he d- he does swing off the some big buildings in Shanghai. Mm. That's what he does yeah. in the third one. The he thing, swings the thing with the third one like a pendulum. Is, is right. It's, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman because he plays yeah. it so well. He's he the best bad not, guy in the whole series. You know he's not a baddie who's going to kill you. He's a baddie who's going to make you watch him kill everyone you love and then let you live. You know that's that's who <laughs> that's the baddie he is. Yeah, he's he's awful and uh, and brilliant. <laughs> I think if he was still alive, he would have come back as a bad guy. Did they kill him at the end of that? I can't remember if they killed him at the I end of th- I think they do, yeah. I think oh, bugger. But out of the, that four, five, what are we at now? Eight? Seven? Seven, isn't it? Eight. So let's ignore the new one because we haven't watched it yet. But <laughs> out of Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout, which one's your favourite? Yeah. Do they get better for you? Or is... They get up to a level and stay the same. So I think I'm going Ghost Protocol because I just thought that was the big step change and this is what we can expect now, guys. Yeah. Mm. S- strap in because it's not going to go 
We're going to have this every single time. Are we going to and... miss those films when he stops making them? Those big budget, like... Because no one else does what Tom Cruise does, is there? Um, no, he's singular in that, isn't he? Um, I can't think anyone else who would even consider doing that. No. Because, you know, because he, he can fly planes, he can fly helicopters, he learns to fly helicopters, he's, you know, he is learning how to base jump. No one else in the world as an actor, you'd have to be a base jumper first and then turn to acting. Crazy, yeah. isn't it? I can't see, I can't see anyone else doing it the other way around because why would you? And now he's going into, <laughs> going into space, apparently. For, Is he? For one of his future films, once they're allowed, he's going to go and film a, a film in space. Look, guys, rich people, we've seen what's happened with this, this submersible yeah. submarine thing. Don't, mm. don't be stupid. Just <laughs> yeah. don't let's not play around anymore these things are serious that is true you don't need to go into space just stay alive and and I'm not the biggest fan of CGI and in the most recent Mission Impossible is a bit of CGI which I'm not so happy about oh okay but cool. rather you be alive <laughs> <laughs> than go into space you know absolutely Fair enough. yeah what is your dream sequel so I had a couple that I, I gave that I suggested to you one was um or did I come up with other ones? So one was one was uh, Grease three. Oh, yeah. And one was one was one was um, the, Raid the Raid three. The Raid three. Yeah. <laughs> we can quickly lightly touch on Grease. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Grease two? I've seen Grease two. Yeah. It's awful. And it's not. It's really not. <laughs> oh, Richie's one of those people. I don't like the first one either. So I'm <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> Crying out loud! What's going on here, people? What's going on here, guys? <laughs> I think this is where the nostalgia pit comes in, and I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Oh, okay. But I remember keep that. Uh, but I remember it being <laughs> keep it that way. Um, but I remember just being enchanted by Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, she. I remember super, the song. Yeah. I remember the songs being like quite racy mm. at the time. I was like, "What?" There's a guy because I mean, it's probably is likely he's trying. He's forcing himself on this lady in a bunker. Yes, he is. And there's a song. There's a song about reproduction. Yeah, that's, sort of like, that's good. Yeah, you see, you're saying this, that's good. You're saying these things, and I thought that I thought that motorbikes were cooler than cars. Uh, and so there were these pieces where I thought, "Hey, this can't be that bad." I don't mm. know. So I, I quite liked it. I quite liked it. So if there was a, if there was a, an appetite for Grease Three, I know the Pink Ladies TV show has come and gone and deleted. <laughs> yeah, and deleted. Like we never did that. Crazy. X. Yeah. <laughs> Control mark, control, uh, command control, delete, yeah. whatever you do to just erase all the files uh, and kill everyone involved. But if there's a market for Grease 3, I'd love to, I'd be interested to to watch it, definitely. We've had uh, Dave and Kathy from the Cine Mile, brilliant Dave and Kathy, and th- yeah. they originally told us uh, Grease 2 was their best sequel. Then they rewatched <laughs> it themselves. Then they came back and said, this is our worst sequel now. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that so, happens, yeah. <laughs> it was quite the ride. But you also picked the Raid, the Raid 2, and you want a Raid 3. Uh, yeah. And I, only recently have I maybe made Rich watch the Raid and Raid 2. Yeah, so I've seen them. I've only seen the Raid and the Raid 2 in the last couple of months. Um, wow. So it's the Raid a couple like a couple of months ago and the Raid 2, like, this week. Okay. So, yeah, that's my what first. What did you think? I don't think I've ever seen a movie where I've gone, oh, quite so much as the Raid 2. <laughs> <laughs> what about any of the jackasses? 
Um, well, that's more laughter. Yeah, that's more laughing. To be honest, yeah. No, I think I, I, I. Some of the, some of the stuff is brutal in this movie. Like, yeah, and and actually, I'm not really a massive kind of action movie guy. Like, I like a story rather than action. But it's almost like dancing the action in these movies. It's like, well, it it's is. so it is going- well done, isn't it? It's really well put together. And this one has a bit more story than the first one, you know. Kind Raid of, Two, yeah. yeah. Raid Two has yeah. has a bit more story than the the, the first one. Um, I think I prefer it to be honest. I think I prefer Two to One. Two is epic. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I'm interested to hear what your ideas for a third one are, though. Oh, do I have ideas? You well, don't have to. Have but, you don't know. have to. <laughs> Point. <laughs> some people so do, think some, some people se- don't. Yeah. <laughs> some of the sequences are astonishing like in like there's a car chase sequence where the camera panning in and out of the car and it's yeah purely like there is some there is some um there's some behind the scenes of that and you, you're still like astonished as to how they do it but um i think it's a bit longer i think it's a bit too long um compared to the first one i think it's another this, hour that story kind of the story kind of gets in the way um whereas what i loved about the raid was like we need to go up there. <laughs> go. <laughs> and you're like, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll get up there and we'll fight everyone that's in the way because uh, they're stopping us to, stopping us to get up there. And also for, for, a similar, for a similar reason, another dream sequel, see, I'm just throwing... Keep going. Dream sequels, actually, is, um, is Dread. Mm. I think there should be a, a Dread... I'm surprised there's no Dread sequel... Um, the raid and and dread came out at a similar kind of time, yeah. and they both coexist happily in the same in the same place. And do you think they hampered each other though? No. Well, I don't know. I, we're cinephiles here. There's that kind of thing where we we talked about we've talked about Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. One of those films between Barbie and Oppenheimer will win the war, and I think it'll be Barbie um, <laughs> because I think it'd be more accessible. Yes. But to us as people who love film. We're excited to see both of them, yeah. and a lot of people want to see both of them as soon as possible. And if they could see them both simultaneously, directly feeding into their eyes, if there's some sort of technology for that, you know, we'd be doing that. But for the vast majority of people, they don't. They just watch. They'll watch one thing because it's a thing they can watch to kind of pass the time for a bit. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think the raid got in the way of uh, dread. I don't think many people know the raid. <laughs> to be honest, I just don't think that many people know it. Yeah. Did you Did you uh, see it in the so, cinema, or did you... I didn't know. I saw it. I saw it on uh, DVD. I saw Raid Two in cinema. Oh really? Oh amazing! Yeah. I didn't get to see either of them in the cinema, and I'm gutted. Mm. And and they were they were fantastically on on small screen as well. But I would have I would have gone. This is this is what I would have loved is just to go to the cinema. Know I've got a few hours to kill. Someone suggests the raid. Well, yeah, I'll go and watch it. Know nothing about it. Yeah. And be absolutely enthralled by it. And yeah. come out and sing its praises. Um, that's what I would. That's what the way I would have liked to experience that. In in contrast to your kind of Matrix comments, is that that yeah nobody stands back in these fight scenes either. There's no like no, one exactly. after the other fighting. Every they all go at at him at once. Like they all they're either going at him. At, they're all on him at, all on each other at the same time, or they're on the way to be on each other at the same yeah. time. And they're not going to run there and then stop like a. Absolutely. Like a non-playable character, yeah. They're just wait, they're just trying to get the blows in. Um, the baseball so just, Batman and Hammer Girl thing is like I love those. Ah, oh, such yeah. a good fight. It really is. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> ball, please <laughs> don't give her the ball. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Why would you do that? That's an hour and a half um, into that movie until those characters pop up. I think it's just extraordinary. I remember seeing The Raid mm. the first time on Netflix and subtitles weren't working and that didn't stop my enjoyment whatsoever because <laughs> I kind of knew what was going on. Like, oh, they've been locked in this building and they have to try and get out of the building. And then it was just carnage. And then when I heard about the second one, I was like, oh, how are they going to do a sequel to that? And then it, they've opened it up to this, like, I don't know, this gangster film, mm. uh, like two and a half hour epic which just keeps going and it just keeps giving. It does. I feel the, um, I feel, I, I felt fatigued in some of the fight sequences in two. There's a, there, there was I one in the prison, that. was it? Or the army camp? Yeah, in the mud. It's, in the, in the prison, mud, yeah. yeah. And, and it's astonishing, but it just kept, in, you need, I feel sometimes you need a, just a, a break yeah. to re decompress, recompress, and then get on to the next one. I think that's, and that's one thing that I think John Wick 4 did really well. I think okay. some of the scenes were some of them were quite long, but then each fight sequence was very different to the previous one, preceding one. True, yeah. Um, and that maybe you know a change as good as the rest worked in, in John Wick Four, I think for me. Uh, whereas I think in the Raid Two, I think it just suffered from them being a bit long and the sequences not being too distinct from each other, apart from maybe the, the setting. Um, yeah. Which... So what would you what would you like to see in a Raid Three? What's your kind of not Godfather, so, not Godfather Part Three. <laughs> <laughs> a return to a bit more simplicity, a return to a tighter runtime, and it's like guys just have at it, just get in there. <laughs> I am amazed <laughs> there hasn't been one. To yeah. be honest, there's been rumours to come back. Maybe he's the leader of a squad or something this time. Or yeah, I mean, it's got it's got to be him. Sure, um, leading a squad to um, an, a MacGuffin squad. MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> McGuffney squad, they've got to get somewhere because reasons and <laughs> then start fighting. Yeah, they're escorting um, a prisoner or something. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> like a, a Mad Max Fury Road kind of thing, but with, yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. You've got to go over there, maybe set some part of it in a plane. You know, have oh. a, I don't think I've ever seen a really big fight like on, on a plane. That could be quite interesting. Yeah, that could be good. So there you go. So they were escorting a prisoner from Indonesia to just to Japan. Perfect. It doesn't have to be a long flight. Yeah. And it's there at the back of the plane. And then it gets to the front. Um, I don't think there's enough people to kill on a plane. <laughs> oh, you never know. It well, could be a big it, plane. <laughs> make it 747. Yeah, yeah why not? You're or, right. Or the, what's, what's bigger than 747. So essentially what we're looking, looking at is the raid meets Con Air. Like, that's what's next to the plane <laughs> and keep Gareth Ev- Evans right the, the crazy absolutely. Welshman absolutely yes absolutely and I think yeah yeah, I think that will work I would quite happily sit through another one of these or two of these mm. and it still quite annoys me that there hasn't been a third one he keeps talking up a little bit and then apparently he moved from Indonesia back to Wales and that put that to sleep for a while and he doesn't want to do that's action mm. oh, but oh devastated well it's got He's got his next film coming out, and he did. Um, obviously, Gangs of London season one at least was I thought it was astonishing. Yeah, it's really places. good. So, I'm glad Gareth's still out there doing films. I wanted to do more action films of, of the ilk. Um, I didn't see the Netflix one he did, Apostle. Um, but Apostle, sorry, Apostle. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that one. No, I haven't seen that either. No, but I'm glad he's out there making more films and and TV series as well because he's, he's a very talented, very talented chap.
Those were Kobe Omanaka's Unequal Sequels. Do you know what? It is nice to have a brand spanking new movie as a pick. You can't argue that pick, can you? No, no. Across the Spider-Verse, best sequel. You know, cracking choice. It's Absolutely a great sequel. It's, it's still the best sequel of this year so far, of 2023 time of recording. It's um, it's a special film and uh, oh, I can't wait to watch it again. Absolutely. And again and again. <laughs> I mean, time of recording, I think it's just come out on a home premiere. So you can mm. buy it if you want to, which I may have to do this weekend. Oh, uh, really? For the kid? Yeah. So I've, I've got a day off work tomorrow and I said to George, what do you want to do? And he said, watch Spider-Man eat meringues. So I was like, right, what then. What a day. <laughs> what enough. a day. I was like, oh, I was going to take you out somewhere and have an awesome <laughs> day out. Nah, sit in the sun, watch Spider-Man eat meringues. Fair enough. <laughs> You've trained him well. What about his uh, worst pick, Matrix Reloaded? Matrix Reloaded. I mean, he's got a point, really. <laughs> Very fair point. Yeah. He's correct in everything he says, and I agree with him. It yeah. is rubbish. I'm glad someone puts it again as the worst sequel and not the best. I'm looking at you, Al Horner. Well, I mean, I always like it when someone's worst is someone's best. Mm. We've had it with Train Spotting 2, um, and now we've Back had it with Future Matrix, 2. Yeah, Back to the Future 2, and now we've had it with Matrix Reloaded. It's a, it's it's a small but very worthwhile club. <laughs> It's a special club that I'm not quite sure how I feel about. And then, uh, yeah, his, his his dream pick was basically Raid 3, which is a great film. And i really, mm. really happy someone finally picked it because that was on my list of sequels that I'd like someone to pick for something so I can watch it again. Because I bought that film like two years ago, waiting for someone to pick it, and no one picked it so far. So thank you, Kobe, for finally picking it and let me watch my Blu-ray. <laughs> Dave is very happy about that. And obviously, I've never seen any of the raids, you know, so I had to watch the first one and this one. And oh, yeah. This, this is why this podcast is so good for you. It is. It's good, it is good for me. I mean, yeah. When we started this podcast, Dave was like, there's so many sequels you're going to have to watch because I wasn't really a sequel guy beforehand. No. You know? and still now, not. Still. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. I've seen some more. <laughs> that is true. Anyway. Go check out Kobe, uh, Flix Watcher. We've been on there. Go listen to our episodes in particular, but there's loads of other names. Yeah, but... yeah. We basically, we talk about how rubbish Highlander is oh, and how hey, great hey, Point Break is. Highlander, and I think we can all agree, is one of the best films ever. No. <laughs> Look, I'll give you the sequels are trash, but the first one is special. <laughs> Where have you and said Kobe mate? had never watched Where it either, said? I don't think. So go listen to that. Go listen to the Wired Strips. Go listen to all of their stuff on Strip Media. Yeah, it's yeah. all great. Go and check out Strip Media. And uh, if you've got time and you're on YouTube, you can also find Kobe uh, as a contestant on Gladiators. <laughs> oh, yes. He was a contender. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> we never got around to talking to that. And if you've got that sort of time on your hands, then uh, what I think you should also do is go back and listen to all of our other interview episodes. If you've come here because you're a big Kobe fan and you knew about his appearance on Gladiator already, Gladiators, I should say, not Gladiator, that's a very different thing, um, then, uh, yeah, go back and listen to all our other episodes. We've got five whole seasons of brilliant interview guests. There are loads of them. We're like over, over, I think it's like 60 guests we've had now, Dave. It's crazy. 
That's that's so a yeah, lot. Get, get right? to hundred. Yeah, can't wait to get to hundred because then we have mm. to do our our special choices. We are. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So yeah, go back, give those a listen. While you're there, if you want to hit the subscribe button, hit the auto download button. We'll drop into your pod player of choice every single week. We're coming nearly at the end of season five now. We've got two more episodes to go, and the last episode is probably one of my favourite episodes. But if you're not and another Slice subscriber, you are going to miss out on about 50% of that recording because we <laughs> recorded for over three hours. So there is a big chunk going into the sequel section over on Another Slice. So get yourself onto anotherslice.com forward slash unequal sequel. It's only two ninety nine a month and you will get a massive sequel to that episode that's coming up, the, the episode 12 of this season. Trust me, it's worth it just for that episode on its own. But also, we've got box set mentality, we've got disenfranchised, we've got all that stuff over there too. If that's not your thing, if two ninety nine a month is a little bit too much for you, then we'd really appreciate if you can get on social media, sing our praises, tell people about us, get a, get us out there. It helps people to find the podcast. So we are on Twitter. It's not called Twitter anymore, is it? It's called X now. Ugh. Ugh. So yeah, whatever that's called. Uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Threads, and we are on Letterboxd. We are at Unequal Sequel on all of those. And you will also find us on TikTok, apparently. So give us a, give us a little uh, look up over on TikTok if that's something that you do. It's not even something we do very well, no. but we are there. No. Don't understand it. But um, check us out on all those things. Thank you, Rich, for doing a great job promoting this season. You're nearly there, mate. You're nearly there. Do you know what I did forget, though? Something we're not what? too old for is uh, you can also email us and we will read out all of your, your messages in the ra- end of month roundup special. So you can drop us an email, unequalsequel.hotmail.com. See, that just shows how old we are because our yeah. email is a uh, hotmail. Just after I praised him, he fucked up. Uh, so that's all for this episode thank you for kobe for being a brilliant episode go check out the extra stuff on another slice it's great there's lots and lots of stuff going on in there and i've got nothing else to say so it is a sweet and very very nicely very nice bye 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 and a big old bye from him bye see you on the next one sequel to this one have a great week bye bye I like how you say I fucked up, but you jumped in while I was doing my thing. I thought you were done. Nah, yeah, wasn't. I thought, this is going on for a while. I'm going to have to stop it. Fair point. It does go on for a while. And then we both fucked up. So, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. That's why people like us, Dave. I hope so. (laughs) 